Welcome to the Stars Singer Podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Van Boxtel, and I specialize in the art and science of vocal performance, helping singers just like you to give amazing performances so that you can feel comfortable, confident, and in total control of your voice every time that you walk on and off stage. This podcast is here to help you on your journey to becoming a star singer. So let's push play on this episode. On today's episode, Megan Kuhar and I are talking about how to market your music without feeling like a phony. (laughs) I know that sometimes it can be really challenging to talk about your music, but we're going to talk about how to talk about your music in a non-phony way so that you can get more people to listen to it. We chat about how to get over yourself and the view that talking about yourself or your music is narcissistic. Like maybe you feel scared to talk about your music because you don't want people to think that you're like an egomaniac or something. But we talk about the ideas around that and how you can look past that in order to make a bigger impact with your music. Because if you want to make a bigger impact with your music and you want to perform more often, I mean, eventually you are going to have to talk about yourself and what you do so that people know, so that venue owners know if you are, you know, the right fit for them, so that your audience knows that you are a right fit for them. And if you are looking to figure out how you can discover your own unique voice so that you can book more gigs, make more money, and make more connections, and most importantly, give amazing singing performances that leave you coming on the stage and leaving the stage feeling comfortable and confident, I want you to sign up for my free masterclass. And you can do that by going to starsinger.co slash masterclass. And we're going to be going through the dream performance process so that you can, it's it's four easy steps that you can repeat over and over again so that you can give amazing singing performances every time. I get a lot of you that are saying to me, hey Tiffany, I feel great. I mean, these are people that I'm not working with directly or people that are not in the star singer green room. Before they start, they're always, they're, they're chatting with me and they'll say things like, how do I know if my voice is good because some people think that my singing is good but I don't feel comfortable and confident and here's the thing especially with the topic today about marketing your music getting your music out there you know if you want to perform more often you need to be confident in your singing your performances and your music if you're not confident it's just not going to happen so it really is super important that you are feeling good about what you're putting out there. Yes, it's great that your audience is supporting you and that you have people in your corner saying, hey, yes, you sound amazing. But it is most important that you feel good about what you're doing. So before you listen to this episode, go ahead and sign up for that masterclass at starsinger.co slash masterclass. Now, Megan and I are also going to talk about self-reflection in order to figure out who you are in words Um, because you know who you are but putting that into words to share with other people can be super challenging. We talk about easy time-saving tips for marketing 
your singing, and your music, and how to plan your week so that you can keep track of all of the things and all of the hats that you have to wear when it comes to your music. And so without further ado, oh, well, I better tell you a little bit about who Megan is. So let's see. Megan is a good friend of mine. Let's start off with that. But she is a marketing technology coach and who helps professional musicians turn their social media audience into loyal fans so they can get booked, sell songs, and make more money. She is assistant professor of music technology at Baldwin Wallace University Conservatory of Music, where she teaches every single music major about branding, marketing, and technology, like videography and web design. Her background as an audio engineer, videographer, entrepreneur, and percussionist gives her a unique perspective on working as a musician, which she shares on her podcast, The Fan Finder Podcast, which is a great podcast. So this is awesome. You're basically getting a college level class here with Megan because she teaches it all the time. So let's push play on this episode. All right, I'm here with Megan and I'm so excited. We're going to be talking about some really cool ways to get your music out there while still feeling like you and being awesome and not feeling sleazy or phony and taking control. And so Megan, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you help musicians and singers? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, my name is Megan Kuhar. I am a marketing technology coach. I help professional musicians learn about branding and marketing and social media so that they can get booked and make more money online and just feel better about doing business stuff online um, and learn how to be more authentic and, and figure out how to find their fans. So um, in my kind of like day job, I guess you could call it. Um, I am a professor of music technology at Baldwin Wallace University Conservatory of Music, where I teach every single music major, basically, about what I just described. Um, so we talk about um, social media, we talk about branding, we talk about building your website. Um, I'm also an audio engineer and a videographer, so I get into technology as well. Um, so I help the musicians um, learn how to make videos and record podcasts and make better graphics and all sorts of things. So um, I just found that a lot of the musicians that I was teaching in my university job, they were just so like, they felt so icky about marketing and they felt like they couldn't do it in a way that made them feel okay at the end of the day for some reason, for a lot of reasons that I've kind of figured out along the way. And so it's kind of become my personal mission to convince musicians to stop thinking that way and to start seeing marketing as an awesome tool and a component of what it is to be a musician, really. That is so cool. I love it because we were chatting beforehand. I went to a small liberal arts conservatory and it was amazing and awesome. And it gave me like really cool traditional stuff. Um, but there was no marketing tech business, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's great that you're helping musicians with this. Yeah. So like, yeah. So when it comes to, Ooh, can you speak to like, I think there's a lot of fear around thinking about yourself as a business, because especially if you come from the performing world, you know, you're a singer, you know, like 
well, I'm a, I'm a singer, you know, I do a couple gigs here and there. It's just like, it's just extra money. You know, it's not really. And I think if we really thought about it more like a business and took ourselves seriously, we could just do better. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 <laughs> um, so the craziest thing to me is that musicians, I, I think it just goes all the way back to like when whoever it was out there invented that whole starving artist, mm. like, you know, stereotype. Um, and they, you know, it kind of just became ingrained in us that like, if we're not suffering, then we're selling out somehow. Mm. And like, for some reason, musicians just see, they think that their music is, has to like transcend the need for marketing because it's like so amazingly perfect in itself. And like, that is such a standard that we should not be holding ourselves to because what that really means is that you're not willing to like talk about what you do and you're not willing to share like the difficulties and the struggles and the, and the emotions and all of the like things that you go through to get to where you are. Like, it's almost as if people expect us to show up already amazing and, or we put that on ourselves somehow. And I think like, if we just break down that barrier of like, I need to be this like starving artist who like is simultaneously interesting, but also not interested at all. Like in what, you know, like, do you know what I mean? It's like that paradox of like, you know, we have to like do this thing, but also not care about it. Yeah, for and sure. It's so, it's so strange. So I think like, I, I really want to like break down the barrier of making sure that musicians see business as part of what makes them able to be musicians. Um, you know, business is that thing that allows us to connect with people and, and reach more people. And, um, you know, of course, like we can put on shows and we can, we can put on concerts and we can go visit different venues and new people will see us, but that's a limited reach. And if we have an understanding of how to um, devote time to the business side of things, then we can reach so many more people. And we can also develop like a better recurring loyal fan base. Yeah, definitely. I think it's... Um... What it's interesting is because there seems to be like an identity issue because if it's like, like if you're a franchise owner of McDonald's or something like that, you're like, oh, I have a business. Whereas if it's you, you're like, oh, I am that business. And like you mentioned, it feels a little, well, I think you mentioned something about how there's like a paradox, um, but it can feel very self-centered. It can feel very like, I don't want to be like, hey, everybody look at me or like, why is somebody going to care what I think? Or if I'm like eating pizza and watching Netflix, you know what I mean? <laughs> totally, totally. Um, I think like I, there's so many myths to marketing that I've kind of noticed as repeated, uh, repeated misconceptions about what marketing is for musicians. And one of the biggest ones is that it's narcissistic and it's just it's just not like, let's all just agree to get rid of that whole mindset because thinking of marketing as not narcissistic, it basically is saying that you're expecting, like I said, you're expecting for your art or your music to just like be so powerful that you never have to say anything about it. 
And, um, you know, there's a quote from John Lennon that I really, really like. And he said, I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, if being an egomaniac means that I will talk about and care about my art and my music, then go ahead and call me an egomaniac. Because he's basically saying like, yeah, I'm going to talk about it. It's, it's who I am. It's what I do. Like, don't put it on me that I'm being an egomaniac just for doing that. It's so I think like everybody collectively who's an artist should like, should really try and shift out of the mindset of like, for some reason, like we're not allowed to be proud of what we do and we're not allowed to share what we do. Everybody else does, you know, like, you know, everybody else does and everybody else has cover letters and resumes that really like brag about what they're doing in like a really healthy, good way. But for some reason, like we feel like we can't do that as well. Yeah, I think it's because, you know, like our art is part of us. Like we, it comes out of us Mm -hmm. um, and it's not separate. It's very much the same, which is, seems to be, now that we say that, like it seems to be all the more reason to make sure you get your message out there. (laughs) Yeah, because your voice is needed. Like the world needs your specific voice and it's just so awesome and it makes such a connection and it makes such a relationship with people who really feel like they know you when you when you actually like share yourself behind your music um i think that that's such a powerful tool a powerful marketing tool is is just vulnerability and honesty and authenticity yeah so where do we even start like okay we've decided like all right i'm a business I'm going to start marketing myself. How do we, how do we start? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have to start with figuring out who you are. Um, And it's, it's basically figuring out what your brand is. Um, And so figuring out your brand takes a lot of like self-reflection and it takes a lot of um, writing and thinking and, you know, like it's not, it doesn't come quickly. Um, you really have to think about like, what, what are my, I like to call them my creative core values. Um, so these are things like the reasons why you do what you do. Like, why are you creating? What's, what, what is the purpose of, of your, um, like everyone says I'm passionate about it, but why are you passionate about it? Like, what is, what is the very specific reason why you're doing what you're doing? Um, so, you know, thinking about all those things, like help you to develop your brand and to, develop like, okay, I have a voice, but what is my voice? You know? So you have to start there. Um, and you have to really think about, um, how you want to share your message, um, and what your message is. So it's all about, um, a lot of that reflection, a lot about a lot of that, like inner work. Um, and that's a lot like just to throw a little plug in, like, that's totally what my, um, my coaching package is all about. It's like, there's, there's a lot of exercises for diving deep into like who you are and why it is you do what you do. Cause I've had so many students where I've asked them like, okay, ideal situation. Like you are in your dream world. Like, what are you doing? And they'll be like, well, I don't know, whatever I'm getting paid to do. And it's like, well, but this is like the dream. Okay. Like we are talking ideal. Like, what is it? well, whatever 
audition I get, I guess. You know, it's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, you know, like there is something in there. We need to uncover what it is. So, so that is like the whole first thing that you need to do is like really uncover who you are and what your message is. And cause you can't really market unless you know what you're trying to share. Yeah, that's huge. And I'm so big on that because I get that too with my singers, you know, it's like, what do you want to do? And some people are like, well, I want to just feel like comfortable, like singing, you know, an open mic a couple nights a week. And that's cool if that's really your goal. But there's this like thing that sometimes we can see inside of you. That's like, you want more than that but you're not allowing yourself to say that for some reason. Mm-hmm. And this, this sounds so basic and we know who we are. So it seems kind of silly to like sit down and reflect and write on it, but it can be really helpful. It's really hard to talk about who you are in words because you live with yourself every day. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, and that's exactly the thing in words is, is the key. Like, so we might know, we might have a feeling, we might have like an inkling, we might have a gut feeling about who we are, but we might have never figured it out in words before. And that's the whole, that's the whole thing we have to do. Yeah. In words, because that's how you're going to communicate. And that's, I mean, that's probably what your, all your marketing is going to be based on. Like mm-hmm. I am this And so it's going to make it probably easier to do some of the things that you need to do when you're marketing. So if someone is just starting this whole marketing thing, (laughs) what are some routines or time-saving tips that you might have for someone who is just starting out, who might be actually having a little bit of worry, like, is this going to really be worth my time kind of thing? Mm, Good question. Um, I would say um, time-saving tips, my biggest thing is batch work. So when we're talking about social media, um, my biggest tip is to plan at least a week or more in advance um, and to use a scheduler. Like my favorite one is called Planoly. And, um, it just, it's for Instagram and Facebook, but, um, I mainly love it for Instagram, but it just allows you to even like visually see your grid and get it all figured out. But also it saves hashtags in a group you can save, you know, you can like type it all for me. It's so much easier on my computer than it is on the phone typing, you know? So I use, I do it all in Planoly ahead of time. Um, And then you can literally spend an hour on a Sunday evening when you're just like hanging out, watching Netflix, writing up your captions for the whole rest of the week and getting it all scheduled in, in Instagram. And it, it just makes it so much better because you're not like sporadically thinking about it. And also like when you miss a day, you're not panicking. And then like all these missed days piled up and you realize like, oh my God, I'm so behind. And so it just really helps with that. Um, so yeah, so there, I would say batch work, planning out your, um, your week or even your month um, is a really great way to, to save some time. That sounds awesome. But what would you say to the people that say, but Megan, that seems so inauthentic. well it can't be if you're doing it for like from your personality like the idea that that marketing it if it feels icky or it feels phony or it feels inauthentic then you're not doing it right for you like you you have to do it your way um and so i mean there's obviously like 
there's key things that you need to like kind of follow in order for it to be um, effective at all. So you want to make sure you're being, you're being very, I have my, my, what I call my phony free marketing formula and it's, yeah. So it's three parts. Um, The first part is clarity. And so clarity all comes with like all that self-reflection, figuring out who you are, figuring out what your message is, figuring out um, what exactly you're trying to say and like what voice you're using. And then there's consistency. And that is not just consistency in posting, like we want to be frequently posting, but it's also consistency in sharing your message and it's consistency in sharing the priorities of your message. So um, a lot of times people flip-flop what's important and they kind of share the like fun hobby stuff that is more like personality quirks before they share the main meat of everything. Um, so you just want to make sure you're consistent as far as like when you're posting and what you're posting. And then the last part of the formula is currency. And currency is basically all about um, what I call your, your social currency, which is stories. So sharing stories is kind of like the payoff. Um, and so making sure that, like, and I'm not talking about like the longest captions ever all the time. I just mean sharing behind the scenes stories of like where things, like, let me give you an example because I'm trying to make this vague, but I can get really specific. Um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So, um, one of my, like, one of my biggest things that I try to shift musicians away from doing is treating Instagram or Facebook or anything like a bulletin board, meaning they, they post a picture, like a show's coming up on Friday. They post a picture and they say, playing at this venue on Friday at eight o'clock, $5, you know, it's going to be super fun. You don't want to miss it. Well, I've seen that like a bajillion times. Right, right. And does it make you want to go? No, it makes their whole grid look spammy. <laughs> it's nothing. It's just a poster on social media. Like that is not an effective marketing tool. And okay, like if you want to do it every so often, get the details out there. That's totally cool. But what's really more effective is sharing some kind of story behind the idea of this show happening. So like, oh my gosh, we are, we're learning a new song and, um, you know, we have like a guest trumpet player coming with us this time and it's been really amazing to work with him because blah, 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 blah. And you're sharing more of the journey behind it and you're sharing more of the, um, yeah, just the journey and the practice and the rehearsal and everything that goes along with putting a show together because what your audience really wants to do is they want to connect with you and they want to connect with, um, like, they want reasons why they should follow you and be a part of your your whole journey as a musician. So you're just giving them things like that instead. And that's what your currency is, is that kind of story. And just doing that, um, it, it's not a quick fix. It's, a, it's kind of the long game, but it really works to develop a loyal fan base. Yeah, I really like that. I think before when I was speaking to inauthenticity, I was thinking more like, you know, how artists like create in the moment. And if they don't create in the moment, like it doesn't come from like a place of inspiration. (laughs) Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. But I think like, and you can still, I mean, by all means, like add a second post in for the day. Like you're totally welcome to do more than one a day, you know? So, um, so if you have a skeleton of posts for the week or even like, 
on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you have pre-planned stuff, but on Tuesday, Thursday, you are more spontaneous. But also, like, that's what Instagram stories are for. That's what live videos are for. You know, there's there's plenty of places to be spontaneous and off the cuff, too. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Well, and, and planning it out kind of takes the pressure off. So you're not like, oh my gosh, what am I going to put on Instagram today? There's nothing going on. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, panic and then you just, then you just put up your poster. Exactly. Exactly. And it also allows you to create an arc, like a marketing arc. Like, so instead of just like these random posts where there's no overarching like plot, you know, like for the week, um, like maybe um, I'm trying to market like a new song coming out, like instead of just these random posts that kind of like are sporadically talking about it, you're creating like a story arc leading up to a culminating thing. If you plan, it's easier to do that. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. That is so awesome. So you, we talked about batching. We talked about giving yourself permission to like be a business and what about balancing the business tasks with like the, I have to practice the music and I have to get the gig and I have to like do all the things. Yeah. So this doesn't work for everyone because it just depends on your, your schedule. But for me, I like to break down my week into every day is a different type of task day. And if I was a performing musician, which I'm not really right now, I play in a band, but I, I'm not like doing auditions and things like that. If I was, I would have practice every day too. But like, this is, this is where I kind of break down my, my week by like different tasks. So Monday is my admin day. And so on Mondays, I, I write pitch emails. I respond to emails that have are kind of longer that I've been waiting to do. I edit podcasts. I, um, you know, like kind of more like administrative type things on Mondays. Um, and like, for instance, um, Wednesday is my social media day. So on Wednesdays, I actually like schedule out all my content. So it's just like, if you, if you kind of like know like, oh, today's my day to do this, then it helps to break it down a little bit. I just really highly recommend every single musician takes at least a half a day every single week, if not a whole day, but at least a half a day on administration tasks. tasks. Like. Yeah, for business sure. Stuff. Because so, it's part of your life. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. And this is super helpful in so many ways. Because like, for example, uh, today someone replied to an email and it was like a podcast thing. And it was kind of like, an I don't know, the email kind of had an emergency sort of tone to it. And I was like, no, I do that on Tuesdays. And like, it right. was like, um, and there was this other like project that came up and I was really excited to do it. And I was like, no, I do those tests on Wednesdays. Oh like, my gosh. Isn't it so amazing to do it that way? It is because it takes the emergencies like, and yes. everyone else's like want to, you know, be part of your time just because you're so awesome. It takes that and it helps you to control it. And Absolutely. it helps you, it gives you like space to say, no, I'm working on this today for me. And it makes you feel more connected to yourself for sure. It also like, it, it, I struggled so much with um, 
like panic working where like yes. by the end of the night I was like oh my god I meant to do these other five things and then I'm working until like midnight like that. and it's terrible it's awful but now I have all of my work broken up throughout the week and so when I get to the end of like my work day quote unquote I think to myself okay I did all the things on my task today and if I if I have a moment where I'm like oh my god I have to edit that podcast I just think okay well I'll do that tomorrow because that's a Monday task you know, yeah. like it's, it's totally yeah. fine. And it makes it so easy to just like relax at night and not have to do work. Yeah, for sure. So you were talking about how you recommend everyone to have some, um, business, uh, like a business task day, um, for people who are newer to like thinking about themselves and the way they're running their musicianness as a business. Um, what are some examples of those tasks? Yeah. So um, batch working your social media is one, um, even taking photos, like taking a bunch of photos in a day is, is another, um, get hiring a photographer, trying to get them to take a bunch of photos of you working and doing all sorts of things. So you can have more shots is a totally smart way to do it. Um, writing pitch emails, um, creating, um, like looking up grants or looking up things that you're interested in kind of working people to collaborate with, um, doing more research on, you know, any research-based thing that you're kind of working through at the time. Um, starting a podcast. <laughs> I love, I love having people, I tell people that they should have a podcast all the time. Um, or, or even trying to like work through these branding exercises, like take a course, like do something that encourages you to like that encourages and almost like gives you that space to learn more about how to be a better business. Um, yeah. I mean, all of that. Yeah. I love money stuff. Yeah. Um, money. Yeah. Budget stuff. Yeah. There's a, there's so many things, but like, it really depends on what season of life you're in at this point. Like, are you, what, what are you searching for? What do you, what is your goal? You know, um, I know a lot of musicians who are really looking to get more grants and they want to do travel grants and they want to, so they would be looking more into that stuff, you know, or maybe other musicians are like, um, you know, pitching to venues to have gigs there or things like that. So it just, yeah. it really depends on what your goals are. Yeah. And you hit on something super important. I don't think you can market without a goal. It's impossible. Oh my God. Yeah. Step one, figure out who you are. And then step two is figure out what your message is, what your goal is. Yeah. What, what, what do you want? Like, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, had... It's just random and, yes. and there's no, and random creates confusion yeah. and, and confusion breaks up your audience. I've literally had singers come to me and say, oh, well, I want to sing higher. I want to learn how to bridge and connect my vocal break. Well, why? Well, because I want to sing better. Okay, well, why? Oh, so I can like perform in front of people and feel more confident. Yeah, okay, like what would that look like? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't really know. And it's like, well, okay, so you're trying to do a thing so you can get to another step, but you don't even know what that other thing is. Like if you figure that out, it'll create less work for you, less stress for you, and you can know exactly what you want to say. <laughs> it, it makes it so much easier to say yes and no to things and to like make decisions about what the next thing you're doing is. And I totally agree. I think um, I get a lot of students like the one I was kind of referring to before where I was like, well, what what do you want to do? And they were like, well, yeah. whatever. But it was like, okay, well, 
would you rather sing Bach or would you rather sing like a new composer? Eh, whatever. Like, no, there's definitely a difference. <laughs> like, there's definitely a difference. I don't want to sing a new composer. There. Yeah. Like you've got to <laughs> have a preference. Pick, you know, think of what it is. Um, because like, even if you have to say yes to things that aren't a hundred percent like your dream goal all the time, like at least you know, okay, this is not a priority. It's just a necessity. And like, I have to do this right now to maybe make money or maybe do whatever, but you can still keep your mind focused on what aligns with me a hundred percent and what are my priorities. And that will help you to like always move in that direction. Yes. And this is huge because when you do start to move forward and become more successful in the way that you want to, all of a sudden these vampires will come out of the woodwork and start sucking your time. Mm -hmm. And when you develop a habit of knowing what you want, so like you said, you can say yes and no to things. This doesn't become a problem and you don't sabotage your success for later. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like. It's just, yep. 100%. 100%. <laughs> That's awesome. So what's your favorite social media and why? Oh, um, Instagram. Because I like, I like the variety, like between stories and your feed. Um, I really enjoy sharing kind of longer captions and, and like more of my insights and things that I experience um, in my feed. And then in my stories, I am usually pretty weird and goofy and also share videos of my baby and stuff. Um, so it's kind of a both, it's a both thing. So I really like it. Um, yeah, that's definitely my favorite. Facebook is also awesome because like I have, a, I have a Facebook group, a free Facebook group for musicians, and it's such a great, Facebook's more like the serious learning platform for me. And Instagram is more like the sharing my life and authenticity. Getting part. to know you. <laughs> yeah. They're both awesome in different ways. They're really the two I focus on. And I really try to encourage people like, don't pick a million things. Pick one or two that you really want to go 100% at. Um, and yeah, because you don't need to be on every single platform. Um, so yeah, just pick the ones that kind of feel more aligned with your goals. That's really cool. So how can social media like better help you to, or what are some examples of some ways that this is going to pay off or how can you measure your return on investment in the time that you spend preparing your content? Um, okay. So I, I want to discourage people from looking at what's called vanity metrics. So Mm -hmm. vanity metrics are things like number of followers, number of likes, um, number of comments, things like that. Um, Just because vanity metrics don't actually tell you at all how much your audience cares about you. They only tell you how much they are willing to like hit a follow button and how much they're willing to double tap or what, you know, there's really no measurement of how much they care. So the best way to measure is it's not, there's no like statistic that you should look at. It's really more about the amount of conversation you're creating. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would say like, look at how um, not like not the number of comments that you're getting, but the like type of comments that you're getting. Um, Is it like a bunch of fire emojis or are you getting like 
oh my gosh, I totally feel this way. Like you totally get me or this is so cool. Like, you know, more conversational types of comments and DMS. Are you getting people messaging you telling you like how excited they are for your next thing or, you know, people that are interested in your, in your story? Um, you know, responses to your stories, like replies to your stories, things like that. Um, so really that's, that's what you got to look for. And it's more about what the quality of what the comment is saying, not like how many you're getting. Mm, Yeah. So if it's like a really deep, deeply engaged, like you've touched someone's heart, you've connected with them. That's really cool. And an interesting example of vanity metrics is like, let's say it's your goal to make some money online with your music so that you can focus more on your music, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I have a friend who like has like 500 followers and she almost like, she makes like half of her income from her music that she sells her followers. Yeah. And then there's another person who may have like 70,000 followers who wants to do the same thing but does not because they don't have that connection. Absolutely. It's crazy. So you can't even, yeah, you can't even tell. The numbers don't matter. Yeah. The numbers don't matter at all. It's more about how you're affecting people. And like I, like I said, it's before it's like, it's totally a long game. So you have to, you have to a hundred percent believe in what you're doing and you have to keep going because it really will eventually translate into like a tight knit community of people who are excited for your next release, who can't wait to share it with their friends, who can't wait to buy it, who can't wait to like buy your merch and wear your shirts and all that. Like they want to be a part of what you're doing. And that's like way more valuable than 90,000 followers. Yeah. Hands down. And Yeah. And I mean, we're musicians, we're singers, like we know how long it takes to perfect the craft of our music and we continue to learn every day we continue to get better every day and i don't think a lot of people give themselves enough patience when it comes to like marketing themselves or finding their audience um there seems to be a lot of impatience there versus we know that to develop a skill it takes some time (laughs) right we should know this out of anybody yeah (laughs) you're so right about that yeah for sure but it's like impatient and all of a sudden there's like doubt like (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah awesome so this has been so amazing so where can we find you and learn more about you and what you do yeah. So, um, I have a couple different places. Um, there is a free, if you're looking to kind of plan your social media, but you don't know where to start, I have a free calendar that you can um, download that gives you some story prompt ideas. Um, and that so I just have, helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And you can take your own spin on it. There's no like rules. You can just use it for basically inspiration. Um, and it's at bit.ly slash plan your social. Um, I'll put that in the I'll put that in the show notes for sure. Yeah. Um and then I also have um a podcast and a Facebook group and the podcast is called The Fan Finder Podcast and the Facebook group is The Fan Finder Forum. The podcast is awesome. You guys should all go and listen to Megan's podcast because it's great. Like there are a lot yeah. of people talking about marketing and stuff, but this just is like super smart and it applies to you. So Yay. you should definitely do that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, thanks so much for your time today. This is awesome. 
Thanks so much for having me on. I really love talking, talking with you and yeah, I hope we can continue the conversation. For sure. Thank you so much for choosing to hang out with me today. You are amazing for pursuing your dreams and becoming the star singer that you were meant to be. You can join the star singer movement by leaving a rating and review on iTunes or sharing this episode on IG stories. Leaving a rating and sharing this episode helps this podcast get seen by way more singers just like you. And that is creating a massive impact in one of the giant goals of this podcast, which is eliminating fear, anxiety, and non-productive competition from the music industry and helping to create a new music industry for singers based on collaboration, love, and making a difference and a real impact with your music.